0: Warning, this podcast contains mature and sexually driven content. If you are under the age of 18, we highly recommend that you do not listen. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Directioners could do 9-11 again if they wanted to. Edit
1: that out, edit that out.
0: It's Wattpad Wednesdays, the Wadcast, hosted by Amanda Pryor and Milk Sugar.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to your favorite fanfiction reading. It is the Wattpad Wednesdays, the Wadcast,
0: bringing you all the fanfiction and none of the drag to your Wadcast experience.
1: Uh, today we are covering our favorite 2000s boy band, 2010 boy band? I, I guess. Did they debut in 2009 or 2010? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a real Directioner. But if you haven't guessed it yet, we're reading some One Direction fan fiction. Woo!
0: We're bringing back one of our favorites from our old live show era, and yeah. we think just because there's so much material to cover with this one, we might as well bring it back and give you guys an extension. You know, a deeper dive into the world of One Direction fan fiction.
1: Yeah, we covered this once in our Instagram live show. If you got, if any of you are the OG. Pad wednesday's watchers you'll remember our one direction experience i don't remember what fan fictions we read but you know <laughs>
0: i don't remember either
1: the thing I'm is sure the were-
0: like so funny about our show is that it was like in the like neolithic period of online drag show you know what i mean like we were like the early days of digital drag like back when everyone was doing like instagram lives like we were like digital yeah, and- drag has changed so much
1: and every, once everyone stopped doing Instagram lives, we kept doing Instagram lives <laughs> yeah, yeah, <that's> like, <laughs> because we couldn't figure out how Zoom. to do anything else.
0: Everyone was like doing all these really creative, inventive things. And we were like, no, we're still going to do like the thing that everyone was like doing when they were panicking back in March. Like we just, we were too lazy. That's
1: why we moved to a podcast.
0: We're hopping on the the podcast drag challenge. We're yeah. like maybe five years late to it, but better late than never.
1: We're the first drag queens to ever make a podcast.
0: Let's no, we're actually not even the first ever drag queen podcast. We're actually the first podcast ever.
1: We're the first ever drag queen in the first ever podcast. <laughs>
0: So if you guys are listening to this, let me explain to you what this is. So this is just our voices. You may be (laughs) frantically searching your phone for where these voices are coming from. Where is the video playing? Did you leave a browser open? No, I promise you, this is a podcast. Welcome to the 21st century. Wait, are we in the 22nd century?
1: Okay, we're reading One Direction fan fiction today. Who is your favorite One Direction, Amanda Pryor? So I've,
0: okay, so, okay. so let me tell you. So back in like 2012, I was not an original like One Direction fan. Like back when it was like cool and they were first starting and they made their debut, everyone was obsessed with them. I was like, who are these like little faggots? Like why should I care about them, right? And then there was someone in my class doing a, what, how do I, like it was like a show and tell thing and they were passing around One Direction photo cards. And so I got um, a little picture of Zayn Malik and I was like, oh, he doesn't look like the rest of these lesbians because they all had, like, little short, like, twinkie lesbian haircuts. He was the only one that had, like, a properly styled haircut. He was, like... He had melatonin it, in his skin. To me, like, back then, like, like, like 2012, I was like, he's the only hot one. Or maybe it was, like, 2010. I don't know. But I was like, he is the only hot one.
1: I, never, so I wasn't really into One Direction either. Like, I knew who they were. Mm-hmm. But, like, I my only experience was, like, when all my girlfriends were, like, talking about One Direction, they would be like, oh, yeah, we love all of them and i'd be like yeah so i'd, like, <laughs> I'd like, to like to like to like fit in with my girlfriends they'd be like i'd be like oh yeah i like and i randomly pick one i, I think i picked the blonde one and i was like yeah I think he's <laughs> the cutest to me i love him i'm the biggest nile fan
0: yeah i didn't even start like liking their music until like maybe a year after i decided that zayn was hot speaking but, of zayn oh yeah he's pregnant right
1: we're gonna see what he is we're gonna read the zayn malik imagine
0: oh here we go the fun thing
1: about one direction is that there's these really this really great trend i guess or like i don't know what to call it but like when they One Direction imagines i don't even know if they're real or like ironic but like there's some really bad ones and it's just always like it's always like um like you wake up from the hospital bed and you see your dad and you ask where is harry styles it's like where do you think your left eye came from? Yeah! stupid <laughs> like
0: that. I love those. No, but that's the thing that's like so trippy to me is that One Direction was like my introduction to fan fiction. Like I started reading fan fiction because I was Googling for like Zayn Malik sex stories like that. So the fact that I'm now like do like reading fan fiction regularly, it just like brings it all back for me. It's like a full, One Direction circle, was my
1: full circle, full it circle. It is. Of, okay, this is from a website called Bloody Dang Imagines on Tumblr. <sighs>
0: Oh my god. And the fucking picture year. is so funny. Okay.
1: Zane okay. Malik Imagine takes place before Zane left One Direction.
0: You, you and Zayn okay. have
1: been oh what?
0: Do you remember? Okay, just quickly, do you remember when people like were
1: crying when he left the band? No, I wasn't really paying attention to anyone at that point. That was like my depression era. <laughs> <laughs> Zane Malik Imagine takes place before Zane left One Direction. You and Zayn have been, only been dating for three months, but he shared everything with you his feeling, emotions, and his thoughts. he He's never told anyone else. Zane had been on edge the last couple of days, and it wasn't like him to keep you in the dark about his issues. You walked over to his London penthouse from yours. He, lo- he told you he needed to talk. This got you very worried.
0: As you walked into the large and vast living room with your spare key, you noticed everyone was sitting on the couch looking as nervous as you were inside. Harry, Louie, Liam, and Niall were all there staring at you with wide eyes. Some of One Direction's management were also sitting on the long couch. That's a long fucking couch. <laughs> Down two next to Niall, searching around for Zane.
1: They're actually all like seated. It's, it's actually like a love <laughs> seat, and they're all scrunched together on two seats. <laughs> Their hip so bones all, are like grinding up against each other. The, yeah, that's the only seat in the entire house, and they don't want to sit on the floor, so they all have to force, they all have to sit on the couch. <laughs>
0: Okay. Um, let me do my best Irish accent for Niall. Do you know what he want? No, <laughs> <laughs> they're magically delicious. Do you know what he wants to talk about? No, that was like Scottish. Hold on, hold on.
1: Same thing. Okay.
0: Do you know what he wants to talk about? Niall questioned you, whispering in your ear. That was not a whisper.
1: No, I'm really confused. You responded. He made eye contact of all the boys, hoping one of them can answer the question of the hour: Why were you? Why were we all here? Finally, after five more minutes of silence, Zane comes out and descends down the staircase that spiraled in his flat. Zane walks right up to you, pulling you up out of your seat. He kisses you passionately. He gets down on one knee. Your hands flew over your mouth. Was this seriously happening? All the boys stare at you with wide eyes.
0: Oh, milkshook, you, you, Zane mutters.
1: Yes, Zane, I knew it, you yelled. After a long pause, he spits out what he was going to say.
0: You were always a publicity stunt, Zane yells, laughing, jumping up and down. All the boys started laughing and jumping up with him. You were on the verge of crying, but held it in. Zane immediately stopped jumping when all the boys joined in. Wait, hold up. Stop jumping and laughing with me. Zane was dead serious now, confusing everyone in the room.
1: "What?" Liam says.
0: <laughs> "I'm leaving one direction, bitches." Zane yells, throwing up his middle fingers. "I have bigger and better things to do than constantly be with you assholes 24/7."
1: Management immediately stands up. I was expecting Harry to leave the band to go solo first, but you, Zane?
0: Excuse you. Harry defensively put his hand to his heart, but Louis stood by his side, comforting him from the harsh words.
1: And that, my friends, is how Zane truly left One Direction. Oh, that
0: was so stupid! <laughs>
1: <laughs> One Direction imagines are always the dumbest things, but the most entertaining.
0: I love that, like, they all, like, jumped up and laughed when they thought that he was talking about the girlfriend being... A publicity stunt? <laughs> you are just a publicity stunt. It was like literally she inserted herself into the story of him leaving One Direction. Like We're not
1: done yet. We still have one more Imagine before we keep going. This is Harry's style Imagine.
0: Ew. It was the eve of your first anniversary with Harry. You both agreed not to make a big deal of this momentous occasion. Even though tonight you were tingling in your stomach. How could this relationship last so long? It all started as a fling, but turned out to be something beautiful. You glazed in your mirror, brushing out your long brown hair and thinking about what life would be like without Harry. You shuddered at the thought of Harry not being by your side at all times, even if he was across the world. Your bedroom was filled with old memories of past boyfriends, none of them compared to Harry. You were the same age as Harry, but you still lived at home while Harry had an apartment close by in London.
1: Your phone buzzed, awakening you from your pointless thoughts You stared at the cracked screen you have yet to get fixed It was Harry Harry says Wake up early tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) I have something else exciting planned Harry, you know I hate surprises What do you have
0: planned? Don't worry (laughs) (laughs) Wait,
1: I don't, wo- I can't do it. It's hard to keep it going. Wait, I have to listen to someone do it. Hold on. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't sweat. British accent. <laughs> there we go. I just need someone to talk in a British accent for a few minutes, and then I'll get Don't it. Don't worry.
0: Just be ready at 7.30pm. Got a secret. Can you keep it? Swear. <laughs> this one you'll save. Better lock it in your pocket.
1: Taking this one to the grave. Don't worry, just be ready at 7.30 a.m.
0: Okay, but what should I wear?
1: Dress as if it's your last day on Earth, winky face. Okay,
0: love you, good night, see you in the morning, love.
1: The next morning, morning. you woke up with butterflies flying around in your stomach. You did your daily makeup routine and put on high-waisted shorts with a gray crop top and white vans. That's her last day on Earth outfit.
0: (laughs) That's so 2015.
1: It was basic, you knew, but it looked good on you. <laughs> <laughs> you're lightly, you lightly curls your hair. I mean, you had to look cute. Your photos you were going to post on Insta, in brackets, no shame.
0: And as Harry said, he arrived at your house exactly at 7.30. Your parents were still asleep. Amen. So they couldn't embarrass you. Harry was looking nice as always with effortless hair and a collared shirt unbuttoned low enough so you could see the outlines of his butterfly tattoo and the two birds he also had tattooed on his chest. God, he looked so good. From behind his back, he pulled out a dozen yellow roses, knowing yellow was your favorite color since you were a kid and wanted to fly into the sun.
1: What? (laughs) (laughs) I got these for you, love. (laughs) Harry spoke long and... Oh, wait. "'I got these for you, love!' Harry spoke long and slow. "'You were dying. Even after a year, it was like you just met again. "'He leaned in and you kissed. His hands fell perfectly caressing your waist. "'You ran your hands through his freshly washed hair.
0: "'You walked hand-to-hand to his car. "'Harry took you to an open field surrounded by trees "'with a lookout over the mountainside with a rock cliff that fell into a river below.' It took over an hour to reach this secluded paradise. He's going to murder her. Harry recently had been letting the paparazzi get to him. We laid out a blanket and ate muffins and biscuits from Harry's hometown bakery that he used to work at.
1: I love you, Amanda. <laughs> Harry whispers oh, in your ear. I love you, Amanda. <laughs> Harry whispers in your ear as he, craddled, as he craddled your small head with his large hand.
0: I love you ever and always
1: you responded harry
0: got up wrapping his arm around your waist and almost carrying you to the edge of the cliff to look out on the beautiful scenery you nozzled your head in the nook of his neck leaving kisses along his chest when you arrived right at the edge of the cliff you weren't worried because you were in wee harry's arms harry whispers
1: i'll always remember you amanda <laughs> what do you mean harry I'm not going anywhere, you whispered to him. But a groundbreaking scream breaks the silence. Louis sprints at you, but you were too startled to move out of the way. Louis shoves you off the cliff to the sharp, deadly bottom. As you were falling to the bottom, you hear Harry yell, We're gay, bitches! (laughs) Harry stares at Louis more lovingly than he ever did to you. As they laughed and pointed at my almost dead body, they kept saying, We're gay! Through their laughs, Harry and Louis cradle each other as they run away, and you die. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was so good! That
0: was so good!
1: Okay, what do you give both of them, both those imagines combined?
0: Oh no, the Harry one was way fucking better than the Zane one. The Zane one was like really short and like kind of stupid but this one got me i started chuckling like halfway through like once i because re- i thought he was gonna throw her off the cliff so when <laughs> when he was like i love you as they got to the edge of the cliff i was like he's gonna fucking throw her off the cliff it was so funny i thought i saw it coming i did not fucking see louis charging at them pushing them off the cliff and then them declaring they're gay that i did not see coming i give this writer points for creativity
1: for yeah that. that was gay representation if anything that was the proper queer representation in media that we deserve.
0: That was like the best twist ending in media since like The Sixth Sense.
1: I would, I can confidently say. <sighs> oh, I that give was... it like I give that. I give all together. I give it like a full like nine out of ten.
0: I'm gonna give it a full ten just because your British accent really added to it. The I love you, Amanda. Oh no, wait. Let me whisper. I love you, Amanda. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not good at accents. Anyone who's <laughs> listened to our show knows this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was so good. No and also okay actually this reminds me I used to be obsessed with um shipping Louis and Harry I me and my friends would literally google Larry is real and we'd find all the conspiracies like oh look he one of them had a like he, one of them I think had okay okay so I think it was Louis had like an anchor tattoo with like a rope around it and like the rope looked like an S and the anchor looked like an H and people were like oh it's HS for Harry Styles they're really so in love like it was it was insane and then people were like when Louis announced that he was having a baby they were like that that baby is photoshopped and it was literally like a picture of louis like holding the baby in his arm like his own actual baby and they were like no look the reason the photo is in black and white so they're trying to cover up the editing that's not a real baby i was like okay but they're not even together like why are they trying to cover this up still anyways i used to be obsessed
1: okay one direction fans are like literally the scariest people that you could ever meet in the world worse
0: than the barbs worse they're literally scary they're more mentally insane than the Barb's. like
1: i remember the stories that were like uh one direction like the One Direction fans hacked into the airport security cameras just so they could see One Direction waiting in the airport terminal. They weren't even doing anything. They were literally just waiting for their flight in the airport terminal so that One Direction fans hacked into the airport security and just to get the footage of that.
0: Directioners could do 9-11 again if they wanted to.
1: Edit that out! Edit (laughs) that (laughs) out!
0: No, but like... People, okay, old ladies think that like their Beatles obsession ran deep. No, no, no. Once you meet like a direct, a 14 year old directioner who has nothing to do but write fanfiction all day, you, okay, actually, while my mind is racing, let me just completely switch points. What do you think Beatles fanfiction would have been if like fanfiction existed in the
1: 60s? Okay, there is Beatles fanfiction though. That could be a topic for later, but I've seen some weird Beatles (laughs) fanfiction.
0: But like, imagine if it was like written like in the 60s, like while like the
1: craze was happening and like all these like horny, like young girls. I don't think it could have been much different, honestly. It probably just <laughs> this.
0: The art of fanfiction has not changed.
1: <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think fanfiction has really like evolved or devolved over the years.
0: It's true. That is that is very true. Like no, there's from new what tro- we just new new
1: tropes come in every few years, like like alpha omegas and like oh yeah, I don't know bestiality. I don't know, but like yeah, because bestiality is new. <laughs> it, was, it was invented by One Direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think fan fiction would have been different for the Beatles,
0: honestly. I would have loved to, even though, like, as much as I, like, actually hate the Beatles, I would have loved to, like, just see, like, as, just as, like, a historical artifact, just, like, in a museum to, like, some horny 14-year-old, like, diary.
1: No, it's no. just literally a museum that has, like, some poor, like, 14-year-old, <laughs> like, laid out. And it's just literally, like, wait, I have to, uh, Ringo Karist oh, I don't know the names. I don't,
0: oh, but can we talk about that? Ringo. I get the. There's there's the lemon, there's John Lemon, and then there's the other, the Paul, and I get them confused. I don't know which one is which. I know one's Ringo. <laughs> but isn't that no? What's the what's the um Johnny Depp movie where he's the lizard? Rango. Rango! That's what I always think of.
1: Our next question oh. is One Direction Sex Slave, written by ZM Spice on Wattpad.
0: Yeah, <laughs> ZM Spice. Oh my god. I wanna wait, can I be Simon Cowell?
1: Sure, go for it.
0: Okay, you boys seriously need a girl in your lives. Simon Cowell sighed, looking through the tabloid magazines, full of stories about how Wendy was gay. I mean, I guess after being in each other's faces and sharing rooms and never having time for girls, it's somewhat understandable that you turn to each other. Simon sighed, I think you guys are sexually frustrated.
1: So what you're saying is, Harry confirmed, a smile, small smile forming on his face, is you're going to hire a sex slave for us? <laughs> I lost it halfway through. I lost it. Yes,
0: Simon agreed. You need to stop turning to each other.
1: When we can't pick anyone, <laughs> we need someone we all like.
0: Simon smiled. I know just the girl. And he flipped open his phone. Chapter two. Back at Harry's house, the boys waited patiently for the girl to come in by watching TV. They all thought of this as a good idea. Having someone to comfort your bed at night was nice to know. Simon said that the girl he had assigned had a father who had signed a lifetime contract to 1D. If she left, she would be beheaded. He also (laughs) said the girl had no idea what her job was, so they had to explain it to her. All she knew was that now 1D controlled her life and she had to do anything
1: they said. There was a knock on the door. Niall jumped up, excited to see what the girl looked like and opened the door. She was gorgeous. From her long, straight, soft, dirty blonde flowing hair to her large chocolate brown eyes, long lashes and plump lips, she was a beauty. She had a small waist and large hips, her torso extending to long tan legs. Her chest wasn't too big or small and it was high and busty. Niall licked his lips in anticipation. She had a long neck and a firm, sexy ass.
0: Giraffe ass. <laughs> <laughs> Niall was speechless. Despite the girl looking as though she was innocent and had no idea why she was here, she was stunning. You've done perfect, Simon. Niall thanked Simon, then let the girl in and closed the door. Hello, my name is Niall. He smiled sweetly and took, and shook her hand, leading her into the living room.
1: My name is Emily. (laughs) (laughs) She responded with a confused expression as she walked into the living room, standing in front of five boys sitting on the couch, eyeing her like hungry lions. The way her crop top slightly lifted to her chest every time she breathed, and her short shorts showing off every curve, was driving each of them nuts. Um, hi. She looked at them, just checking her out, feeling uncomfortable. She thought she was quite fat especially since her ass was so big. Why were five gorgeous boys staring at her like that? Take your shirt off,
0: babe, before I go insane! The one with the super curly hair and a deep, sexy voice
1: ordered, smirking. Excuse me? I balked at him. Who did he think he was?
0: Do it now, that's an order! He stood up, coming up right in front of me. I had to lean against the wall, but he still got in my face. You wouldn't want to be beheaded now, would you? He breathed. What the fuck was this sexy beast talking about?
1: I have no idea what you're talking about, I stammered as he kissed me on the lips, using tongues straight away. Jesus Christ, I didn't know who he was, but he was going to soak my panties soon. Hey, hurry! It's
0: cold sharing, you know! Niall yelled at Harry kissing me, who now just humped me, his crotch rubbing against mine. A moan escaped me. I couldn't help myself. Lord, send me to the moon, I thought as he humped me again. Take your shirt off now, Harry growled sexily, his blue green eyes dark with desire.
1: All right, mate. We need to explain to her first, remember? The really buff one with warm brown eyes asked of Harry to sit down. I looked at his face, unwanting to leave me, but did anyways. You are our slave. <laughs> <laughs> Got a secret. <laughs> Got a secret,
0: can you keep it, Sway? This is when you'll say. This. I was going to take forever because we're going to keep fucking up the accents.
1: You are a slave, the gorgeous dark one started to talk, which means you can do whatever we want to do and you can't say no.
0: So if you do, you'll be beheaded, the one in stripe said, because your father signed a lifetime contract of your enslavement to us. Mostly, though, you are our sex slave. Harry
1: grinned, licking his lips. I freaked out in my head. But I can't. I'm a virgin. I (laughs) protested. Their smiles only got bigger. Even better. The dark one smiled devilishly. So again, I order you
0: to take your shirt off. Harry ordered me again. The boys looked at me expectantly, awkwardly. I shamefully took my shirt off, revealing my hot pink push-up bra. I hated myself. I felt so self-conscious.
1: Take your shorts off, (laughs) yet looked at me, (laughs) eyeing my crotch area. This is so awkward. I thought as I pulled my shorts down to reveal my black bikini-style underwear. All these eyes averted to my area. All right, boys, who'll be in it first? Dark Skin looked around competitively. I say we have a contest, Muscle said confidently. "'A contest of what?' I asked innocently.
0: Of whoever makes you moan the loudest while touching you!' "'That'll be your first,' Harry said cheekily. "'Harry, you're killing me!' "'I want to go fast." Harry jumped up from the couch, "'took my hand and led me into his bedroom. "'He had a four-poster with silver sheets and soft pillows. "'Without warning, he shoved me onto the bed, "'kissing me so forcibly that it was beyond hot.' It was sexy. Instinctively, I wrapped my legs around his waist. I had no idea who these five lads were, but if I was going to be a sex slave, I might as well do it right. He unclasped my bra, massaging my breasts. That made me moan.
1: Okay, I moan. You can go now. (laughs) I tried to push him away. He would be cheating if he got two tries.
0: It wasn't loud enough. And besides, I know you want me. Harry's devilish smirk appeared, watching me as he put his hand di- in direct contact with my V.
1: Oh, I groaned. Throwing my head back, I practically yelled. I wondered how the butter boys could possibly make me moan any louder. Harry was killing me. Okay, I'm next? So I guess I cocked the accent, that's all I can do. Okay, all next? <laughs> Liam walked in, looking impatient. Harry gave me one last kiss, then left. Oh, wait! I sit up, covering myself with Harry's sheets, covering myself.
0: We love proofreading.
1: (laughs) I wasn't sure why, but I felt more embarrassed of my nakedness around Liam. I guess it was just because he was such a modest, respectable boy. Are you guys listening outside? I asked, horrified. Sure! Liam smirked, taking his shirt off while walking towards me dropping to the floor. Jesus, this boy was beautiful. We wouldn't want anyone cheating, would we? <laughs> he looked almost mischievous, if that was possible. I looked up at him, and he sat on the bedside with me, putting an arm around my shoulder. I'm sorry you have to go through this. He rubbed my shoulder, looking sincere. It must be odd to know you were, you're on border, sold you as a sex slave to five boys you don't even know.
0: I cried and cried some more. Liam just held me close, telling me it was okay over and over. And when I finally composed myself, he walked over to Harry's bedroom and, gla- and grabbed me a glass of water and a pill. Hey some aspirin. He looked up at me with those eyes. I looked down. The pill didn't look
1: like aspirin. What is this? I asked him. It's something that will take you to another universe. <laughs> what was that? I don't know what that was. That was so funny. Something I was another universe <laughs> Something I take you to... <laughs> what secret can you keep? It? He said and kissed my throat as I took the pill, whatever it was. The end. <laughs> please leave some Eid back. It would really be encouraging. If you have better ideas, by all means, please send them with a comment. Thank you for your time. Oh my Beautiful. god. Beautiful. That was great. I love the the comments. Oh, my God. The comments. Viagra. LSD. Horn Pills. More. More. Just
0: keep writing. That is my advice. The book is so good. You should keep going. These
1: liars. These liars. Oh, my God. Okay. If you want to read that One Direction Sex Slave fan fiction, just look it up. There are, like, 10 billion One Direction Sex Slave fan fictions, and I don't understand why. Horn Pills. (laughs) I can't believe every 14 year old One Direction fan's fantasy is to be threatened with beheadment <laughs> in order to have sex with them. Like, that was the setup that they wanted. They wanted, yeah. like, the life or death situation of almost getting up. Like, if you don't fuck this, if you don't fuck Harry Styles, you don't fuck anyone at all ever again. <laughs>
0: like but it's so funny that it's like the fans are writing these themselves you know what i mean it's not like like some random person is writing a story about like these little girls getting sold into sex slavery it's literally these girls that are like okay i have to write a story about one direction what am i gonna do oh
1: i know i'm gonna sell myself into sex slavery i'm gonna make my father the bad guy who wants to sell me and often and threaten me with beheadedment it's one so so actually- are so weird
0: literally mentally deranged but it's like there's something about like horniness and young people that just like frazzles the mind i mean same but like
1: <laughs> okay what do you give this fan fiction
0: i okay the thing is that it's so bizarre i'm i'm giving it like a like a 6.5
1: i think with our accents we bumped it up to like a seven and eight at least oh
0: no easily easily it's hey, something i'll take you to the universe as at least a 10 out of 10 phrase <laughs>
1: Oh my god, I hate the British accent so
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, but now you have that stupid got a secret. Can you keep it stuck in my head? <laughs> can you
1: keep it? What? <laughs> it's time we don't take you to the universe. <laughs> this one, this next story is uh, from DeviantArt. It is a Harry Styles tickle story in brackets request written by M. Deadwards 7.
0: Okay. It was August 22nd, 2014 and the group One Direction had just finished their concert in Houston, Texas. They had been on their third headlining concert tour called Where We Are for four months now. The members were Harry Styles, Zayn Malik, Louis Tomlinson, Niall Horan, and Liam Payne. The group had been staying at a hotel near the venue since last night and the five boys were now exhausted and drained from that concert. The boys headed back to the hotel and shuffled into an elevator. Their rooms were all located on different floors of the hotel, and one by one, they exited the elevator. See you, man, Harry said to Niall before he was left alone on the elevator. Harry's room was the highest of the boys, being located on the 15th floor of the hotel, not being a fucking 15 floor hotel. After a few seconds, the elevator dinged, signifying the end of Harry's ride. The doors opened, and Harry exited the elevator. Unbeknownst to him, a visitor was waiting close by to surprise the unsuspecting 20-year-old.
1: Three weeks earlier. Isn't he just amazing? Maya said, ranting about the young pop star. I really don't understand why you're so obsessed with this airy guy, Rhett said to his girlfriend. I mean, his voice, his tone, and have you seen his abs? Maya emphasized, scrolling on Harry Styles' Instagram. You know, the, you really, you've been really avoiding me these past weeks, and all you seem to care about is this Harry Styles, Rhett said, plopping down on the couch next to Maya. I'm sorry, honey, but I can't seem to get out of this fangirl phase. Phase spelled F-A-Z-E, A-Z-E. Maya replied. One Direction is going to be here in Houston in like three weeks, Maya exclaimed. We should get tickets, Maya shouted. Are you serious? Rhett said. I'm not going to some stupid concert, and neither are you. I don't want you staring and awe at some stupid guy's abs the whole time when you should be paying more attention to me, Rhett said, fed up with Maya's behavior. Babe, come on, it can be fun, Maya exclaimed once more. No, you need to stop obsessing over this stupid guy, Rhett said. In reality, Rhett was starting to become more and more jealous of Harry as the weeks went on. Maya was always more focused on Harry rather than him. He was beginning to become fed up with Harry always being the focus of his girlfriend's attention.
0: One day before the concert, it was now August 21st, and Rhett was scrolling on his phone when paparazzi photos of Harry Styles came up. It was pictures of Harry Styles exiting his hotel room and leaving the hotel. They had just been taken seven hours ago. Rhett recognized the hotel to be the one near the venue. He had stayed at it once when he attended a concert a few years back. Rhett zoomed in on the picture and read the door number 827. Then an idea came to mind. Rhett now knew the room Harry was staying in. This was the perfect chance to kidnap Harry and make him pay for what he has done to his girlfriend. Rhett had a couple of ideas to get back at Harry for taking so much of Maya's attention. But the idea of tickling Harry and stripping him of his naive mentality took the cake. Rhett could wait near Harry's hotel room, and when Harry isn't looking, knock him out with chloroform. It took a while for the person to feel the effects, but it was pretty silent and easy to use.
1: Concert day. Rhett awoke the next day. It was the day of the concert. Maya had already left for work downtown, which left Rhett alone in the apartment. He worked from home, so his schedule was pretty flexible. He decided he needed to get the chloroform before Maya came home in the evening. Rhett grabbed his keys and drove to the nearest chemical supply store. He scanned the aisles for the drug until he found some brown glass bottle and labeled chloroform. Do you just, do people just sell chloroform?
0: No, it's like literally illegal. You have to make it. You like, I think like, you have like, to like, mix. Like,
1: who's going to a Whole Foods and we're like,
0: oh like chloroform.
1: <laughs> he purchased the bottles and drove back home, st- storing it away for later use in the evening. A few hours had passed and Maya arrived home. Hey, babe, Rhett said as Maya walked through the door. What do you plan on doing tonight? Rhett asked. Obviously not going to the concert, Maya said, annoyed and angry that she couldn't attend the concert. Maya went into the other room and shut the door. About an hour later, she came out to the living room. Where are you going? Rhett asked, seeing as though Maya was now in a form-fitting dress, makeup, and hair done. Out with some friends, Rhett, she said in a pissed-off tone. If I can't go to this stupid concert, I'm going to at least hang out with some people who actually like me, Maya announced. I like you, Rhett announced. Whatever, Rhett. I'll see you later, Naya said, storming out the door. It was perfect. Rhett could now leave the house without having to make an excuse. 9.15 had rolled around, and the concert was starting again, starting to begin. Rhett would leave the house about 15 minutes before the end. About an hour and 15 minutes later into the concert, Rhett grabbed the bag with some supplies and headed out the door. He pulled up to the hotel and went inside the front desk. He purchased a room nearby Harry's and made his way up the elevator. He then made his way to the cleaning closet and put on a uniform that resembled that of the cleaning staff. He then took out a chloroform from a bag and slipped it into his back pocket. He zipped up the bag and put it onto put it into one of the hampers and piled some sheets on top. Red then walked out of the closet and, with the hamper and turned the corner so that he could be, see the room from the vantage point, but still quite hidden. Oh my God! <sighs> Red checked the time on his watch. 9:50. The concert had been over for ten minutes. Harry should be arriving to his room any minute. He pulled out the bottle of chloroform from the back pocket and a cleaning rag from the hamper and soaked the rag in chloroform. That's when he saw Harry stepping off the elevator. It was go time!
0: Harry walked down the hall, Fidgeting on his phone. When he got to his room, he pulled out the room key from his pocket. But before he could insert it into the slot, someone had grabbed him from behind. What the? Harry shouted as a wet rag was clamped over his mouth and nose, abruptly cutting off his sentence. Harry cried, gasping for air. Rhett's grip stayed strong, preventing any oxygen from reaching Harry's lungs. Harry continued, struggling against Rhett.
1: Calm down, Rhett said. Just breathe, Rhett added.
0: Harry tried his best not to breathe in the sweet, pungent odor, but he found himself taking another gasp for air, unfortunately only making it quicker for the chloroform to take effect. As the chloroform entered Harry's respiratory system, his lungs began to burn, dying for oxygen. Harry's eyes also began to burn from the alcoholic mixture. It had now been a little past two minutes. Not him sitting there for fucking two minutes with the rag over his mouth. In the
1: middle of the hotel hallway. Just <laughs> every Harry Styles, a popular celebrity.
0: Yeah, just like struggling in the, middle of the hallway. No one's hearing this. He has no security. Of course, yeah and Harry was still putting up a pretty good fight. Rhett clamped the cloth tighter around Harry's face, trying to get him to breathe more of the chloroform. At this point, Harry had tried to take another breath of oxygen. On this breath, Harry felt the full effects of the chloroform. He began feeling tingly and numbing in his legs. His knees began to wobble, and he felt himself becoming unbalanced. Harry took another breath and felt his eyelids starting to droop, and his vision become blurry.
1: That's it. Relaxy, Harry, Rhett said as Harry began to slumping towards the floor.
0: (laughs) Harry muffled through the cloth in a last-ditch effort to find help. Harry's head began to feel heavy and dizzy.
1: Sleep well, Harry, Rhett said. As Harry slumped more into Rhett's chest, his head falling back. After about five minutes of struggling, Harry took in one last breath before everything started to go dark. The last thing he remembered was being dragged across the floor. Before his eyelids closed and his vision went black. And now Harry Styles is dead.
0: <laughs> the end. <laughs> no. no. Um, Rhett dragged Harry's limp body into the cleaning closet and immediately shut the door behind him. He then hoisted the 154-pound mail into the laundry hamper and covered Harry with sheets. <laughs> Rent walked out of the closet once more and made his way further down the hall to the room he had purchased. He unlocked the door and wheeled Harry inside the room, locking the door behind him. He then pulled... Why did he have to do the chloroform? He was just going to bring him to another room in the hotel.
1: I don't know. This plan is so, like, over the top. Like, he
0: chloroformed him, then brought him to a closet, then covered him in laundry, and then dragged him to another room. He could have just taken him straight from Harry's room to his room. But anyways... He then pulled the cart to the side of the bed and pulled Harry onto the bed. Rhett took Harry's dangling legs and plopped them onto the bed as well. He admired Harry's beaten up brown leather boots. He couldn't imagine what lied beneath them. Rhett realized he not only wanted to get retaliation against Harry, he also found the thought of Harry's sweaty feet quite enticing. He had always had a fetish for men's feet, but being with Maya, he had buried that thought inside of him. Before Rhett could get to tickling, he first had to immobilize Harry. He untied Harry's hands and tied his wrists individually to the headboard. He then took Harry's ankles and tied them to the foot of the bed as well, this time making sure they were not tied individually. This allowed Harry's feet to be tickled closely together. Rhett then unzipped the zippers on the side of Harry's boots and then slipped off his boots. Rhett inhaled the musky and sweaty aroma that radiated off the boots. He could tell that Harry had worn the boots quite a lot. And after the concert, they were just reeking of Harry's
1: sweat. Rhett placed the boots on the bed and went back to Harry's socks. Rhett grabbed a hold of Harry's feet and ran his nose up the sweaty black socked foot. He took giant whiffs of Harry's pungent odor, inhaling his manly sweaty scent. The shine on the socks was incredible. Harry's feet had sweat so much during the concert that his socks were slicked with sweat. Harry's boots had trapped the sweat in the socks for the entirety of the concert. Rhett took more swifts of Harry's lovely black socks until deciding to remove them. He peeled off Harry's sweaty socks and set them to the side. Rhett looked back at Harry's feet in awe. He felt as if he were in a trance, At Harry's size 10 feet captivated his mind. He glided his tongue up the smooth and sweat shine soles, licking in between Harry's toes as well. That's when he started to notice Harry beginning to regain consciousness.
0: Uh,
1: Harry groaned as he started to come to. Harry then started pulling on the ropes, struggling against his bind. What the hell? Harry said groggily, confused and disoriented. Rhett got up and grabbed some tape from the bag. He took Harry's socks from the bed and went over to Harry. Somebody! Harry got out before his own socks were shoved into his mouth. Rhett took the tape and wrapped it around Harry's head sealing the socks in Harry's mouth. (laughs) Harry protested, now tasting the sweat from his socks. His saliva only moistened the socks, making an unusual foul taste in his mouth. As Harry made muffled shouts through his gag, Rhett returned to Harry's feet once more. I hope you're not ticklish, Harry, Rhett said, (laughs) delicately running his fingers up Harry's soft soles. Harry pleaded, knowing what's going to happen next, He hated being tickled. His band members had pinned him down once and tickled him as a prank once. Harry's heart sank as Rhett began scribbling faster on his soles. (coughs) Harry shouted, on the verge of laughing. Rhett was now scribbling viciously on Harry's feet, making Harry's toes flex back and forth. (coughs) Harry pleaded, shaking his head, wanting the tickling to stop, but Rhett didn't stop going faster and faster until Harry's soles turn bright red. How's that, eh? Rhett asked Harry, finally letting all his jealousy out onto Harry's feet through tickling.
0: <laughs> Harry whined, on the verge of tears now. Harry pulled and pulled on the ropes, desperately trying anything for Rhett to stop. Rhett continued, now tickling the tops of Harry's feet. This was another sensitive place on Harry's feet. <laughs> Harry shouted now, the tickling becoming unbearable. He moved his legs up and down, but the knots didn't budge. He was going nowhere. Rhett now moved to Harry's torso and unbuttoned the navy blue shirt. Rhett popped open the shirt, revealing Harry's lean stomach. He ran his finger over Harry's butterfly and leaf tattoos, making Harry squirm. That's when he ripped Harry's shirt off and revealed a pair of sweaty and luscious armpits. Rhett then pounded on Harry's pits, digging in the deep crevices. (laughs) Harry shouted once more, pulling on the ropes that bounded his wrists. His arms had been spread out and tied to the headboard, allowing Rhett easy access to his wonderful pits. Red then knelt down and swirled his tongue around in Harry's pits. He could taste the musty sweat that clung to Harry's pits and the sweat that had perspired during the concert. After taking a giant whiff of Harry's armpits, Red began tickling Harry's sides. He moved his hands along Harry's ribs and stomach, making the lad grunt in protest.
1: Uh, Harry got out, his pleas still muffled by his socks, After a few more minutes, Rhett was finally satisfied. He felt all his jealousy had gone away, and that he didn't care if Maya was obsessed with Harry for the rest of her life. he finally gotten out all his anger towards Harry, and decided it was time to head back home. Rhett walked over to his bag once more, and pulled out the chloroform and rag again. (coughs) Harry shouted through the gag, knowing what was about to come. Rhett drenched the rag completely in chloroform and walked over to Harry. He then started to unwrap the duct tape from Harry's head, uncoiling it for about four times. Rhett then pulled Harry's sweat and saliva-soaked socks out of his mouth and tossed them onto the bed.
0: Help!
1: Harry shouted before Rhett then slammed the rag onto Harry's mouth. Harry protested his efforts of getting help, compromised by the rag. Shh, Rhett said, brushing Harry's long hair from his face. Just go to sleep. Harry is more relaxed this time, knowing the inevitable, breathing in slow breaths. He knew there was no use in fighting. He took in deep and slow breaths, until the chloroform took effect over his body once more. That's it, Rhett said as Harry's eyes rolled back and his arm fell limp onto the bed. Rhett untied Harry and placed the knocked-out pop star back into the hamper. Rhett pulled out Harry's room key and wheeled Harry over to his room. He unlocked Harry's door and wheeled him inside. Brett lifted Harry onto the bed and tucked him under the covers. Good night, Harry. This was fun. Brett <laughs> said, sitting up and shutting the door behind him. Rhett went back to his room, gathered his things, returned to Hamper, and exited the hotel. He n- headed back home, now seeing it was eleven o'clock. Brett parked the car, went inside. Phew! Rhett says, sitting down on the couch. Brett then waited for Maya to return home, never to tell her that he had just met her idol, Harry Styles.
0: The next day Harry awoke in his hotel room, feeling groggy with a pounding headache. He looked at his phone, which had been placed on his bedside table. It was 10.24 in the morning. Harry felt as if last night had been a blur. He couldn't remember much, but he knew someone had played with his feet and that he couldn't really move. He also remembered smelling something sweet and then everything going black. Just then, he got a text from Louis in the group chat. Y'all down to grab some coffee, Louis messaged. Harry replied back with a, sure. Harry stood up, finding that his socks and his shoes were nowhere to be found. His navy shirt was also gone. He brushed it off and rummaged through his suitcase, trying to find a new outfit. Harry got dressed and headed out the door, hoping that whatever had happened to him last night would never happen again. The end. I just have to say that I lived for Rhett being British, even though they live in Houston, Texas. (laughs)
1: I forgot. I just gave him a British accent just for fun. Just for fun, you know? My
0: Maya and Rhett being a couple from Houston, Texas. Maya having a California oh, Valley Girl give accent. A,
1: oh, I should have given him a cowboy accent. Fine.
0: <laughs> the way Maya was like a California Valley Girl and then Rhett was totally British. They were like the unlikely couple. They're like ostracized from everyone in Houston, Texas. They get bullied for their accent.
1: <laughs> <gasps> oh, I love that. That was great. I love that so, so someone okay. really sat down and went on deviantart and was like i'm gonna post a harry styles ticker tickle kidnapping fantasy that's yeah, not no, even I like didn't... like it's not even the fan it's like the, the tickler isn't even a fan of harry styles it's the boyfriend of a fan who hates <laughs> harry styles that's, like i was
0: just gonna say that was my favorite part i give oh them-
1: and he also face. has a gay foot fetish but he can't tell his girlfriend yeah,
0: that was <laughs> funny i literally thought it was about to be a sex scene like i'm so used to fan fiction like just turning into a sex scene but i appreciated a that it wasn't a sexual fic that it was literally just about tickling and yeah like you said the the fact that the fan the actual one direction fan wasn't even in the story for more than like three sentences was fantastic
1: i love i love deviant arts weird fetish fan fictions it's amazing it's full of it what do you think what is your opinion on like the sweat like a sweat fetish i guess that's what I mean. like what do you call I th- okay
0: because I've heard so many people like so many people always talk about like sniffing sweaty armpits and people like like. I'm going to tell the story, so I have a friend. Right. And, And this friend. Um, knows this guy who was really into smelling like him after a long day of work and was really into like don't take a shower before you see me make sure you don't wear any like deodorants or colognes I want to like smell your like raw odor and stuff like that so this friend was really creeped out by that and they told me that story so <laughs> I think that it's like a real thing like people are really turned on by the smell of sweat
1: and that friend was me <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I don't I don't know like if you could see the recording of, like, my face of this, I make a lot of confused and disturbed faces, but then I also think about this video that I saw that was, like, um, it was, like, Ross Lynch playing that football game, and then he, then a fan asked him if he can have his towel, and then I'm, like, bitch, I want that towel. I want that towel so bad.
0: Am I the only one that, like, thinks sweat smells bad?
1: I think so. I think,
0: like, there's, like...
1: <laughs> 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 no, there's a difference between, like, sweat and, like, natural odor right like someone Do has you like
0: a- the smell of like sweaty balls <laughs> <laughs>
1: my high school crush had this really good smell i don't know what it was anyone no shut me- up <laughs> you're
0: sick you're a sicko
1: you're a sicko
0: <laughs> please more describe me, the smell jacket, to me though more
1: my jacket once, and i never washed it anyway ah! <laughs> i'm cutting that out i'm getting it no, out you're keeping that please keep that Please keep that.
0: No, please. <laughs> that's so funny oh
1: no that, that's that'll come later i'll talk about it again later next time
0: oh my god oh my anyways, god anyways
1: what do you give this picture? To-
0: <laughs> all in all like i'm an, i want to give it like a like a seven or an eight I'll like a 7.5 no an eight no an eight
1: i i give it like at least like an 8.5 like it's good writing but it's like yeah It just goes into so many details that I'm so tired. It's literally like, he opened the door, he opened the bottle, he closed the door, he closed this thing. And I'm I'm like, just get to the point.
0: A fucking two minute long chloroform scene where it's just
1: two minutes of harry styles struggling with a bottle of chloroform a whole paragraph <laughs> of him literally driving to the store to the chloroform drugstore yes! and picking up a chloroform bottle like there's too much
0: we walked through the aisles and saw a brown bottle that said chloroform like we didn't need to know all that
1: we don't need to know just get the chloroform and go home And it was like he
0: scrolled through his Instagram, and he saw a photo that was the hotel room. He knew that hotel room because he stayed at it once. Now he had a plan. Like it was just so convoluted.
1: But I appreciate I appreciate the originality of it. I think it was a I think it was good. I think it was it was bad, but it was good. Like this is a this is a good bad fanfiction.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like it was a perfect like. It it was very well
1: written. It was very well very well written. Our next fanfiction is whore direction written by dick lover 98 dick lover spelled d c k a nope d c k l v i
0: i'm so surprised you could read that i looked at that and i was like what's the 98 i was like Haha. and then you said it and that made sense dick lover.
1: dick lover 98 summary is simon gets the boys ready for their interview
0: the group of men stared at the five boys on the couch with lust and desire The five naked boys with their eyes closed and ashamed, their hands spreading their asses, trying not to think about what was going to happen. Okay, guys, Simon started to say, you must get ready for this interview. He took a box close to him and shook it. Here it is, one for each
1: of you. The men laughed and the boys got nervous. They knew what was inside the box. Simon pleased took one of the vibrators inside the box. It was pink, it wasn't so big, around eight inches what now hold on no (laughs) um okay (laughs) enough to do what simon wanted he walked to the couch and stood behind louie from all the boys simon knew something the others didn't louie actually enjoyed everything simon made him do he rubbed louie's right cheek it was so soft like a marshmallow he lifted his hand up and with a quick movement he spanked him (laughs) <laughs> Louis threw his head back. He tried to hold a moan so the others didn't realize he loved being humiliated.
0: So pretty, Louis. He spanked his left cheek, Louis closing his eyes again. Simon saw that Louis was getting hard. You are so obedient. He started to spank him, alternating between both cheeks. Then in a few minutes got pink and later turned red. Louis's cock was now leaking some precum. Simon, pleased to see it, decided it was time already. I chose the pink one for you. He licked the vibrator. He made a signal, and one of the men brought him some lube. Simon opened the bottle and spilled some of it on Louis's ass, some drops getting on the couch. Harry, who was next to Louis, looked
1: at him with concern. Simon aligned the vibrator with Louis's ass and with a quick push, and the lube made it slip inside him easily. Louis moaned, feeling the vibrator stretch his ass. It was hard at first, but Louis was used to get fucked so in less than a minute, he didn't feel any pain. Simon smiled to see how eager he was. He moved the base of the vibrator till Louis suddenly moaned. He found it.
0: Don't you dare move, Louis, or I'll have to punish you. He spanked him a last time and
1: moved to Harry. Harry's heart was beating fast. He closed his eyes, not wanting to see. Simon looked at Harry's ass, his hand spreading his cheeks, letting Simon take a close look at Harry's sweet, hairless hole. He opened the box and got a red vibrator. Before getting some lube, Simon leaned over and started <laughs> to lick Harry's hole. <laughs> "'Oh, fuck!' Harry meant <laughs> to say. Before moaning, he felt vulnerable and ashamed to be seen like this.
0: "'You like, don't you?' Simon said. He moved his tongue all over Harry's ass, tasting him. From all the boys, Harry's asshole was his favorite. "'You taste so freaking good!' Harry hid his face on his arms. It felt so good, but it was wrong. No, 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 Simon stopped. With one hand, he aligned the already covered in lube red vibrator with the boy's hole and pushed it hard just as he pulled Harry's hair, making him show his face with tears. Don't hide your face, love. We
1: all want to see it. Harry nodded a few tears on his eyes. He felt the vibrator move, and Simon already pulled the vibrator until the tip was the only thing inside and pushed it harder than the first time making Harry moan. Harry moaned loudly. Louis next to him bit his lips, his cock hard from the vibrator, and the scene taking place next to him. It took less than a few minutes until Simon found Harry's prostate. Harry arched his back. Simon pleased, slipped. Simon pleased slapped the vibrator a few times and moved on to the next boy. "'Hello,
0: Niall,' Simon said." Niall didn't answer at first, and Simon spanked him hard. "'Hello, sir,' Niall said. "'Simon's favorite thing about Niall was his innocence. "'The boy was so cute, always smiling, and now he had it all for him. "'That's bad. Don't forget to always treat me with respect now. "'For you, I had something special.' "'He got out of the box a green dildo. "'It was ten inches, and it was a little thicker than the others.' Simon chose it because he wanted to see Niall's face trying to take it all. Sir, Niall said with his scared voice. He knew the dildo was bigger than the others. I don't think that's going to fit in. Oh, it will, Simon said with a devilish smile. He let the bottle of lube cover up the whole thing.
1: He needed it all slippery. Now get ready. Simon aligned the tip of the dildo with Niall's asshole. He was more considerate with him since it was bigger so he slowly pushed it inside Niall. The blonde guy closed his eyes, tears starting to roll through his cheeks, the tip of the dildo getting past his muscle ring, down, doing a low pop sounds. Niall breathed hard. The dildo was big, and it as, taking him more effort to take it. He made a sound between a moan and a whimper. Mm-hmm. Simon smiled as he saw Niall trying to take it all. Stop it! Liam yelled next to Niall. Simon turned his face as surprised. Stop it! Can't you see you're hurting him? Simon looked at Niall. Yeah, he was indeed crying, but Simon knew that at the end of the day, he can make it.
0: It's cute that you worry about your bandmate, but he is fine. Am I right, Niall? The blonde boy swallowed hard and forced a smile, nodding. See? He's fine. Simon continued to push the dildo deeper.
1: No, he's not! Liam yelled again. Stop it now! Simon was getting angry. He looked at Liam, who seemed to be angry. Simon shook his head, a smile on his face.
0: Okay, if you're so concerned for your friend. Simon quickly got the green dildo out of Niall, who moaned and screamed with pain at the sudden movement. Simon quickly moved to Liam. With a strong grip, he took Liam's balls and squeezed them hard. Liam cried in pain, his body twitching. The other four lads looked surprised, but didn't move, knowing that if they did something, they could be the next ones in that position.
1: Liam cried in pain every time Simon squeezed his balls harder.
0: Stupid little Liam, Simon said, always worried about his friends. I knew Niall could endure the pain, but since you're so worried about him, maybe you should be the one embracing it. Simon gave a last squeeze to his balls, and with a hard truss, he shoved the green dildo inside Liam.
1: Fuck! Liam screamed in pain. His ass was on fire, the big dildo stretching his ass. He closed his hands in a fist and did his best to hold the tears. Simon smiled, moving the dildo, giving Liam no time to adjust to it.
0: That's it, Liam. Now, I hope you enjoy it. He slapped the dildo, pushing it deeper, making Liam cry out. Simon moved to Zane. He took out of the box a black dildo, eight inches. Nothing too different from the others. Zane looked at Liam. He was his best friend, and seeing him like that, crying, made him sad. "'Okay, Zane, it's your turn!' Simon covered with lube the black dildo and in no time shoved it inside him. Zane moaned. Simon started to pull and shove it inside him. He only let it still when he found Zane's prostate. Simon got out of the box another object, a little silver ring, a cock ring. "'For you, I had something planned!' He put the ring on Zane's cock, base and balls, restricting him from coming." Simon jerked Zane a few times, getting him on edge. Only a few times. <laughs> Zane moaned, feeling his orgasm coming, but never reaching it. His cock felt so good, but it was starting to hurt.
1: Simon stood behind the five boys. They were all hard. Some of them with pre-cum on their cocks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, right, Simon said, laughing a little. I almost forgot about you, Niall. Now, since Liam took what you were supposed to do... I have to improvise. He undid his pants and took his underwear off, his hard cock getting free. He took a condom out of his pocket, putting it on. He rubbed his cock on Niall's red ass. He pushed it in quickly. Niall was kind of loose for trying to take the dildo, but Simon didn't mind. He put both of his hands on Niall's hip and started to trust into him. Oh, fuck yeah, you're so tight, Simon moaned. Niall was moaning. Simon rubbed his prostate with each trust. Herder, please! Niall moaned, ashamed, his lad surprised by his request. Simon smiled and did just what the boy needed. He fucked him harder. Niall moaned like a slut, and with a few hard trusts, Simon came inside him.
1: Hell yeah! He said, getting his cock out, leaving a trail of cum drooling out of his ass. So, who wants to try it? He asked the other men of the room. They all volunteered, dropping their pants and doing a line to take turns. Niall took six men on the room. All of them came inside him like he was a cum dump. He didn't want to admit it, but he enjoyed the warm feeling inside of him. Bellow him a few shots of cum from his two times coming. When they were all done, Simon didn't lose time to plug him up with a blue put- butt plug he planned to use on Liam.
0: Now get dressed, boys. In 20 minutes, you'll be on TV. And no cheating. I want you plugged all the time, he said, like it wasn't something out of the ordinary.
1: The five boys nodded and started to get dressed. This was going to be a long interview. That one was so good.
0: That was so fucking weird.
1: I, that was fun. I love that. I think it's oh. kind of hot. I don't know.
0: Oh, no, that one was really hot. That one I was think really it's hot.
1: kind of hot to imagine One Direction bent over with like their, like their hands spreading their ass. Oh, no, literally, once I got to that line, I was like, oh, I'm immediately <sighs>
0: interested. I don't know. And the fact they had a different color for all of them
1: simon cowell taking dildo that said that was like oh it's eight inches that's nothing and i'm like yeah. Bitch.
0: first of all whoever wrote this was probably like 12 so they don't know any better but that was really insane they're like it wasn't too
1: big it was only eight inches it was only eight inches like but i loved that. like the
0: ones that took the eight inch dildos were like fine and then the 10 inch one had naya like screaming and crying on the floor
1: yeah it was just that extra two inches killed him <laughs> okay what do you give that fan fiction
0: I'm going to give it like a nine. It wasn't like stellar. Like it wasn't like um, the most hilarious thing we've ever read, but I actually find it really entertaining.
1: I give it like a nine as well. I think it was very well written. It had like good, sexy content. (laughs) The sex was written. It was written badly, but like in a way that wasn't like unreadable, but like it was still, it was still entertaining to read.
0: It was totally entertaining. Also
1: a fan, a One Direction fan fiction that actually includes Simon Cowell. Like,
0: uh, Oh, I know. I'm enjoying the inclusion of Simon Cowell in the past couple of ones we've read. That's been really interesting. I love that the only British accent we can do is a Cockney accent.
1: All right. So that was what Wednesday Wednesdays, the
0: What?
1: <laughs> Thank you all for listening this week. My name's Amanda Pryor. My name is Milk Shook.
0: And if you want to find us on social media, you're going to go to the Instagram. You're going to type in Miss underscore Amanda underscore Pryor. And find me, you'd want to find at Milk Queen. one word. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you all next time. Cheerio! <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening to Wattpad Wednesdays, the podcast.
0: If you want to hear more, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: We would really appreciate a five-star review. And make sure to let us know what you want to hear next and who you want to hear us with next. See you next week. And this has been... Wattpad Wednesdays, the Wadcast.